Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jim Kircher. Today, we go behind the headlines. The future of Missouri's only abortion clinic remains unclear after a court hearing this morning. And earlier this week, a former FBI agent who was hired to help with the investigation into former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens was himself charged. Investigator William Tisby was indicted on seven felony counts that included multiple perjury charges. Here to catch us up to speed on both of those stories is St. Louis Public Radio reporter Rachel Lipman. Rachel, thanks for coming in. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Jim. On a very busy day. Very busy day. So Planned Parenthood, I understand the Department of Health and Human Services says... It's taken the license away, not renewed for performing abortions. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, the Department of Health and Senior Services, which oversees the licensing of medical facilities, announced today, uh, about uh, three weeks or so after the, the uh, facility's original license had expired or has not yet announced, they are expected to, uh, or has announced, I guess, that... Um, the, the clinic will not have a license to perform abortions. They can continue to do any other medical procedure that they do, such as testing for sexually transmitted infections, well, women exams, those kind of things. But the license to perform abortions will not be awarded. They are concerned or will not be renewed. There is some concern over patient health care. They're investigating some, uh, I think, uh, I forgot what the exact term for it is, but they're investigating some complications that women had had after receiving abortions at the clinic. There is, however, still an injunction in place. And that was issued because the the, uh, Planned Parenthood had said the state's not acting on our license. They're using this as a political process. You need to tell judge, you need to tell the state to act one way or another. We can't just let this license expire. The judge has said that injunction will remain in place until he issues any further ruling, either allowing the clinic to stay open to perform abortions or to say, you know, it, it will not be allowed to perform abortions. So this was a logical uh, step in what the state was doing anyway. So it had not renewed the license. It was suspended. It was still being looked at. The judge said, okay, that we're going to put that on hold. Planned Parenthood continues to perform abortion, offer abortion services. Is that right? Sort of. The judge had told the state, you need to act, that we cannot punish Planned Parenthood for your inaction, and therefore we will act as though the license is still in place. And they had a deadline of today, the state had a deadline of today to decide one way or the other whether they would renew the judge, the uh, clinic's license. So the, um, I won't ask you to predict how this will turn out, but what, what, how does this proceed now? So there is, as I read it, one of, of, of two lines of reasoning that Judge Michael Steltzer could use when he issues his final order. He could say that because the injunction, the temporary halt, or the temporary allowing of the license to stay in effect and the clinic to stay open, because it only dealt with whether the state had acted or not, and the state has now acted, then this relief is no longer needed. He could also argue that because the challenge is actually to the underlying licensing process and the way that the state handled this license, it needs to be allowed to operate while we resolve that underlying issue. If I could wrap this up, and you can help me with this. Um, the state says that it's, it's doing its job. It's uh, in, enforcing regulations, and it is protecting the safety of, of the patients. Yes, um, and also that this, the clinic, because it is no longer performing a required second pelvic exam, is violating the state's rules and regulations around the pro- providing abortions. And Planned Parenthood says they are overstepping 
politicizing uh, the licensing process. Yes. Right. Okay. So this is a continuing story. And Stay thanks tuned, for bringing us as up they say today. in the biz. I think the state will be making, the, the department will be making some explanations uh, today as well. I would so, imagine. Yeah. I would imagine, yes. Yeah. So let's go on to this other story, which is also pretty complicated, I think. <laughs> we'll say Greitens Gardner and Tisabee. William Tisabee was the, uh, the investigator. Uh, uh, that uh, the circuit attorney was using to investigate uh, the former governor, but governor at the time. And uh, now he has been, that is, Tisabee, has been indicted. Fill me in on what that indictment is, what it means, where we are with this story. (laughs) So this is another one of those, stay tuned, there may be more to come. This was a former FBI agent named William Tisabee, who uh, Kim Gardner hired to investigate former Governor Greitens because she said the police department had refused to do so. The St. Louis Police Department says, actually, no, you never asked us to do this. This is not the uh, surprising in a sense. There had been a lot of concern from the governor's defense team, the then governor's defense team, that they were not getting all of the documents, all of the material that uh, had been that they were supposed to receive under the rules of evidence in the court. And Let me clarify. Was this about the cell phone and the yes, affair? Yes, this was about the alleged photo that the former governor took of the woman with whom he was having an affair and then what made it the felony charge, which is important when it comes to uh, this indictment of Mr. Tisby, is um, was then transmitted to uh be viewed by a computer, essentially. And he was hired to investigate this. And we we knew that the judge and the defense team in this original felony trial of the governor were not happy with the way that the prosecutor, Ms. Gardner and her subordinates, had handled this case when it came to evidence. Um, They were accused and actually the judge said, yes, you are correct, of not handing over enough information to the defense team. This isn't a question of fabricating evidence. No, this is not a question of fabricating evidence. It's simply you did not turn over what you were supposed to. That was what uh, we we already know that this happened. And that's why this is not surprising. This indictment focuses on a deposition that Tisby gave in March of 2018. Um, And he says he basically in Gardner's presence, and he lied six times during this deposition. What is important is it's not that he just lied under oath, but that, according to state law, did so because of the facts that he lied about could substantially affect or did substantially affect the course or outcome of this case. Essentially, that because Mr. Tisby lied about the things he did, the defense attorneys missed a chance to uncover other documents or other materials, other evidence that could have impacted the governor's case. Some are saying that this is really a retaliation that's directed at the circuit attorney. What are you hearing about the, the supporters of, of Kim Gardner and, and, and Tisby? Supporters say that this is another effort by the white legal establishment who does not like Miss Gardner, does not like her efforts to try and reform a system that they have benefited from over the years, to push her out of office, to keep her under attack because she is a black woman who is attempting to be a reformer of prosecution in the city of St. Louis. Um, I think there are things that can be true in multiple ways in this universe. I think it is entirely possible that this investigation and the defense team calling for this investigation was not done in good faith, that that action may not have been done in good faith. It can also be true within this universe that these people screwed up 
in this case, that lying about this, giving false testimony, Gardner not correcting, according to this indictment, this false testimony can also be true. Can she be pulled into this uh, with charges? If you read the indictment, yes. There are many, many times within this indictment where the grand jury or whoever prepared the indictment for the grand jury note that, um, for example, although Gardner was seated next to Mr. Tisby at this interview where he was taking notes, she nonetheless during this deposition said that no notes were taken during this interview so that she did not as an officer of the law or an officer of the court correct this 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 lie this mis this misstatement. I'm going to go back a, a little bit because Kim Gardner dropped the charges, I believe. Right? Yes. Yes. Do you think uh, that the the Tisby, uh, investigation and these issues was was a part of that to to sort of pull this stuff off the table? The investigation had not started by that point, but what happened was. Judge Burleson, Judge Rex Burleson, who was handling this felony case, had recognized that there were concerns about discovery, turning over evidence, etc. He ordered Mr. Tisby to sit for a second deposition, separate from this one in which he is accused of lying. He never did so. He cited his Fifth Amendment right against uh, to protect against self-incrimination. The defense team then said, okay, in order to fix this problem, we need to call Ms. Gardner to the stand because she can offer us insight as to Mr. Tisby's actions. What Gardner said in a statement last May was that, um, I am now in the impossible position of being a witness subject to cross-examination by my own subordinates. She was going to be a witness in a case that she was also prosecuting and said, the court order leaves the circuit attorney no adequate means of proceeding with this trial. Therefore, the court has left the circuit attorney with no other legal option than to dismiss and refile if she wanted to this matter. Kim Gardner was is the city's first African-American circuit attorney. That's got to be an issue. This is always going to come up uh, in St. Louis. Do you, where do you see this? Again, I hate to ask you for predictions because you're a reporter. You've given <laughs> me the facts. Um, but but th this is going to get messier and messier, it seems to me. I, I think it will. Um, the uh, circuit attorney's office, all parties involved in this case are bound by a judge's gag order not to comment about this case specifically. So the circuit attorney, in her own way, released a statement that said, I have been asking for a special prosecutor into uh, concerns that I have about the way the defense attorneys treated me, and I have not received or heard about that request as a way to sort of say, this is not being done in good faith. This is another example of bias within the system against me as an African-American woman. So again, another story that's going to continue, certainly nothing settled. No, nothing is settled in either of these stories, and so as they say. Yeah, so you guys will be following both, obviously, the Planned Parenthood battle and as well as the circuit attorney issue. And as we always do. Great. Thanks so much for bringing us up to date on some really complicated stuff. St. Louis Public Radio reporter Rachel Littman. Rachel, thanks for coming in. Pleasure as always, Jim. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.